Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Comedians on a Couch podcast. My name is Paul Connell. We're doing a shorter one today. Uh, it's only going to be a short one, but as as I say to the ladies, shorter with me is sometimes better. Uh, I'm here with the Mr. Lovely, the, the, the big-headed buffoon that is Mr. Daniel Colbeck. Mr. Da- Mr. Daniel Colbeck, say hello. Um, Merle Hansen is... Fucking yeah, though. It, it's it's not not large, man. It's, it's so fucking long head. Yeah, but it's uh, it's uh, long, which makes it large. Oh, I thought large kind of like suggested gay. Yeah, but would which, you say which that man, like, the head does not? Would you say that it's pretty gay? Would you say that like Nelson's column is is isn't large? I think Dan's just... Colon, just... man. D- D- Dan, what? you just went quiet for ages, then you just said colon. Oh, hang on. Oh, there you go. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That'll be the fucking McDonald's Wi-Fi, man. It fucking... It, they always catch something when I start to go into the, the car park and shit. You always uh, record yeah. from a car park. I don't know why you always... You've got a really good mic at home. Yeah, no. Uh, I... I, I I definitely would record from home, you know, man. But I uh, fucking I'm not currently there, which, which is the problem. So I, you know, like next time, next time I'm there, I'll I'll, I'll record it with my mic. He's a fucking great mic, and I've I know never it's a used mic. It. Yeah. Um. But guess I, guess why yeah. I had to leave work early today, Dan. Is that to talk to me? Guess why? It, no, 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 no. Well, kind of, yeah. But why else did did you, do you think I had to leave work a little bit earlier today? Is this a joke? No, no, no. I, Guess uh, what's back? Guess what's back? Back again. Oh, shit, man. The, the prostate thing. No, I've never had a prostate thing. Dude, I'm really sorry, man. The, no. Have the, have the results come back in? <laughs> no, my gout's back. <laughs> You go! No, all right, hey, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, it's all that whiskey, yeah. <laughs> the gout is oh, back. Training. Uh, well, that means you can bring the joke back when you, you fucking stand-up in again. Yeah, it's a shame that we can't do stand-up right now. Because my, yeah, ga- well, my gout material was killing it. <laughs> it was, you know, somebody, somebody fucking told me that you said... You pinned off the gout joke because you didn't have gout anymore. That was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard in my That's not life. the case. I, I, I've never raped a parrot by fucking, you know, open every single set with the, the No, I didn't pin off the gout joke because I didn't have gout anymore. Otherwise, I'd, otherwise I'd, go, I'd have to perpetually have gout. Yeah, that's what I thought. It sounded ridiculous. Well, I, I, got a big, I got a big inflamed big toe at the minute. Because of whiskey. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Got a whiskey like, uh, You're going to get one of those big purple noses and, like, start beating your wife and shit. No, I should yeah. get one of them. Do you know them boots that hobos have in cartoons where the, the big toe's sticking out the front? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Old brown bottle with three X's on it. Yeah, old hobo toe. So, yeah. Nice. Thought I'd let you know that. What I wanted to talk about, there's a few different little things that I wanted to touch upon today, right? One of them yeah. is I kind of, I was getting dressed this morning, and you can see I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt, 
I'm wearing I'm wearing Mr. Crab socks and I'm wearing a Donald Duck hat. And it's 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 my birthday in like three days, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be twenty nine in three days. And I was thinking oh. like when when will when will I be a grown up? Like what what like twenty nine, that's grown up, right? But like if you saw a twenty nine year old when you were like ten, you're like that's a a grown up. Like at what point yeah. What makes a grown-up? Like, because, Dan, I would say in a lot of ways, you're more of a grown-up than I am. Ah, is that right? Yeah, definitely. In, in what sense? I mean, uh, how, do you, how do you characterize it? Because I think I know. I think I got the idea. Like, uh, what, it, what it is. Right. So, what, go on. List uh, three things that you think makes someone, like, a grown-up. Eh... Uh, Fuck, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I always considered the shoelace to be a big step for me, man. You know, like when I started kind of like tackling that. Well, you so, thought that was it? You're like gonna a, have to get a mortgage yeah. now. That's what shoelaces, a mortgage, and a, a yeah, it's the third thing. Uh, I suppose. Uh, all these are. Fucking, uh, are you losing your hair, Paul? It, it, I'm assuming you got a thick head of hair, ain't you? I got a thick head of hair everywhere. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Have you seen uh, my chest hair? You've seen me topless. I've got. I'm quite a hairy guy. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm smooth as a stone, man. I'm like, <laughs> so maybe I'm not grown. Because my my dad's like, ah, yeah, you fucking. I started going bald and uh, bald, and then like, you know, I lost my youth. They went real quiet and shit. And I was like, ah, maybe that's maybe that's what it's gonna take for me to grow old. You know, like. Can you tie your shoelaces yet? Listen, yeah. So it's a working process, man. Like, just, uh, I think the first day you tie your own shoelaces, all your hair's gonna fall out. Fuck. As you yeah. just finish off that bow, all your hair's gonna drop out. No, because like my <sighs> dad's like sixty-six now, and he's still got a full head of hair. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's got anything to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I sixty-six. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but I'm I'm a lot older than you, Dan. And oh, I was I was an accident man. that was like <laughs> he was he was a lot older when he had me because he didn't intend to have me. Um. So yeah, I've got my dad's an old old ass man. But yeah, like I was thinking, like there's a lot of like points in your life where you say like that's when you're an adult, and people go like having kids. Well, not really anymore because like not many people are having kids. People don't really get married now as much like people do but it's not as like like everyone like it was a thing that you had to do um like mortgages like i like it's i've got a mortgage but i i don't stay in that house so i rent a place now so really i live like so like i was thinking about it and i was like there's so much stuff like i was a teacher but i'm not now so it's just hard to like go like at what point are you are you a grown-up and like at what point do you see i still see people who are you know in their 30s as a grown-up but then it hit me today that like next year i will be in my 30s and that's fuck yeah, man, yeah. but i don't think i'll be a grown well i don't know if something's going to change overnight do you know like, when you for example do you know like you watch like uh like big right the movie big with tom hanks and he like becomes a grown-up and then you go oh, okay that's what a grown-up looks like like they wear like long coats and they drink coffee you know 
Like this, like this idea of a grown up. I, I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't, I don't know what point you become a grown up. And I'm just, I'm having a bit of a midlife crisis, Dan. Well, the, I mean, you know, you, you, you're fucking halfway, man. You know, it, it makes sense. It's kind of like, yeah, dude. Uh, I, I, I gotta tell you, man. I, I, I uh, do, do we ever discuss this, the the sequel to Big? Is there a sequel? Because Big's weird. Because the the woman like bangs a kid essentially. Well, that's the thing, man. You know, it's it's kind of like a reverse in that. So it's called Small. It's like an old man becomes a child, and then he starts like having sex with. His <laughs> that's not real. Child. <laughs> you are yeah, is, you are the sequel to Big. <laughs> that's how you were born. I'm what? He's an old <laughs> an old man in a child's body. Yeah, I, well, I'd, I'd already lived a full life, and then I was reborn as a child, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Like, I can." No, <laughs> I'm, no, I mean you was, you're an old man, and you've once been inside a child. Is what I meant. Um, <laughs> that's that's me, dude. I uh, about marriage as well, dude. Like, I, uh, I, you know, you said people don't get married. I, I kind of like the idea of marriage, but in that old timey sense, where you kind of you get engaged and then you get drafted. And then he kind of like get on the train and like promise he'll come back and just he's done. Just a little picture like, of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just like she's waving a hanky at the train as you ride off. And she's banging your best friend who like, who had to leave after a month because like he took a bullet. And then he just went over yeah. and banged well, 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 that's a standard, man. He'd have to go to work. To... <laughs> but I... Uh, what, if we, ah, what if we're getting married, right, Dan? You and I, right? We're at the yeah. altar. Uh, do you take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Um, time to do the vows. Oh, we've written our own vows. Dan, what are your? We're stood looking into each other's eyes. Our families are there. They're appalled. What would your vows be to me? Um, yeah, you've made it up yourself. What are your vows? What do you? What do you? What do you promise me in our uh, marriage together as a happy couple? Well. Uh, is that the gist of vowing? So it's kind of like uh, an oath that you're making to the person. Uh, yeah, it's a that's it. Right? They're all like thick and thin kind of shit. Yeah. Oh man. Thick and thin well, would be know, what they'd call me and you. Fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking on the timber bell. I'll tell you that in a bit. But, and I've lost the timber. I, uh, so. I mean, yeah, that was well, thick and thick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I play some Paul. I. I promise to be the most powerful bottom you could afford. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll make I'll make my greatest effort to stop, you know, kind of. Having relations with women since we're a gay couple now. The, the fact that you and I are married, man, means I will no longer strive to have sex with women. Uh, I better promises, Paul. Can you please make some promises to me, Paul? <laughs> this is so romantic. I want to cry. All right. Sorry, man. I'm just eyeing up the old McDonald's menu board so I can eat before. I, uh, I was hoping this would all be out of the way. Make me some promises while I choose some chicken to eat. All right, Dan. Paul. Dan, we've yes. we've known each other a long time, and and within that space of time, we've grown together, we've changed together, 
and we've our hearts have become one together now i i'm gonna quote a poem called the children's hour and it says i will lock you in the dungeon of my heart I'm going to lock you down deep down and promise always, always to, I'm I'm never going to make fun of your big, weird Easter Island head. Um, Please, can I have a sweet chili wrap? What? This is the... (laughs) Uh, Now there's a meal, please. What this is... You want that large? No, I'm thanks. And what drink? Can I have a coffee, please? What, sorry? Please, can I have a coffee? Is it white coffee? Uh, Black, please. Anything else for you? That's lovely, thank you. Thanks, for that's 3.59 at your next one, dear. Very thank you. That was, if anyone has anything to say why these two should not be married, please speak now, and she comes in. Can I take your order? Um... (laughs) I also Let's promise Dan that that we'll um, that we we'll I I'll be the little spoon and you can be the big spoon. Oh, I've got a frame for spooning, Paul. Let me tell you, man, that sounded kind of that don't don't take us the wrong way kind of thing. And I'm a modern guy, mm. but that sounded kind of on the. The homosexual side, the whole like. Uh, well, I think the fact that we're two men getting married is already on the homosexual side, Dan. <laughs> nah, it, it's not gay. Like, it, we can like bang and stuff, but I mean, we can't kiss, right? Because that'd be gay as shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's anything but kissing. <laughs> Them's the rules, man. Paul, I'll marry you. You want to make one of those like 10 year packs where if we're both not married in 10 years, we'll like. Like, uh, do gay sex and get married and shit. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll do it. Ten years. Ten years. I'm terrified. Because that's, that's like... What? Well, like, do you know, like, because in ten years, I actually will probably take up the offer because I'll be pushing 40. And I feel like that I'll genuinely... I feel like what will happen is genuinely, I'll bring you up in ten years and go, Dan, do you remember that podcast when we did that? I'm pretty... Lo- like, you did promise... <laughs> Like I, I, ten years for you means you're thirty-two. Ten years for me means I'm nearly forty. Yeah, don't it be one. I think I'll remain a twink till my dying day. Oh my god! I I had a dream last night that me and you were fishing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and that's not a euphemism. We were just fishing. Um, Dan. That's nice, man. I've got another question. Right, I was thinking this today as well. Does does anyone actually like magicians? I thought you were going to ask me if anyone actually likes me. Then, nah, I think I'm going to on the brain. Everyone I, likes you, magi- Yeah, I, I like magicians, man. So if you're, at, like, like... if you're at a party, right, we're at a party, and a guy comes up to you and he goes, oh, do you want to see a, a magic trick? You would be up for that. Yeah, man. I, I mean... I mean, I remember, like, my seventh birthday, uh, there was this uh, magician that, like, my, my mom and dad booked, and he came around, 
like, Kenzo, the house. And he, he said, I'm going to make your mum disappear for 20 minutes and then give her a towel. My mum had an affair with a magician. Do you really That's not true. No, it was your, it was your dad. I love magicians, man. Do you really, though? Because I, I really think magicians the... are the mimes of the 21st century. You're full of shit. The magicians are uh, out, outdone the mimes, aren't they? I thought they were around, like, uh... No, 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 no. but what I'm saying is, you know, like... In like, old, like old Yeah, but I think, like, in olden days, people are like, oh, my God, he's actually, like, a wizard and shit. But, like, you know, like, mimes, like, are always really annoying and, like, I don't know, in, like, The Sims or whatever, a mime will turn up and be annoying or, like... You know, like, I feel like magicians are the new mimes in that, like, they, they put it this way, right? They want to, it's, it's like most um, shit comedians. They want to perform more than the people there want to see it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, Makes sense. and that's why I think they annoy me because, like, this isn't about me. This is about you. You know, whereas, like, I guess other other performance is about kind of, like, um, getting a, a, like, an emotional reaction from the audience. Whereas I feel like magicians are just trying to make you feel dumb so they feel better. Oh! Like, Why? Because they, they if, get all the tricks. Well, the magic is, so What's the point? Nah. Like, if I, if, oh. if, if, like, let's say that, like, an apocalypse happened, we had to, well, it's not that hard to imagine right now. And we had to pick like people to that we don't that we don't need, you know, to just kill. Magicians yeah. are are well top of that list. <laughs> Is this a profession? Can can you be a full time magician like a magic man? Yeah, mate. I got a job offer the other day to be a paranormal investigator. Wow! <laughs> why why are you doing this? Because I would just walk it everywhere and go, oh, it's probably the wind or the pipes, give me 20 quid. Like, that's pretty much what my job would be. Good <laughs> job, um, man. I was thinking another thing. So I'm, just, oh, yeah. I'm doing that with speed podcasting here. Um, right, what's your what's your favourite... Uh, all right, actually, this might be a bit... This might You might have needed some time to think about this, but just off the top of your head. Um, a stand-up bit. What is a, a a bit of stand up that like never fails? Like if you was if you was an alien was to come to this planet, right? And they said, "What is yeah. stand up comedy?" Um, what would you show them? Like, and it can't uh, be like a full hour. It's I got the answer. Thank you, Matt. Bang on. Thanks, Dad. Just getting his McDonald's. Dude. Pause. I swear to God, I'm nearly out of the drive through. It's a really long drive through. This it's only I, I know the exact bit that always comes to my breath. For some reason, the last couple of months, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, Louis bit, the um, where it, it, it's about the it's a bit about lads. So, like, guys are out on the town together and they're uh, they're, they're walking down the street and then they beat up the homeless guy at the end and he screams an awful word as he beats him up to get his. Manly rage on him. Um, I I can't remember it. What's the like? Don't, don't redo the joke. What's the premise of the joke? So they said they, it's basically it's pretty normal observation, but it, it's you know you always get those packs of guys they are always dressed in the exact same kind of way walking down the street, mm. and they've you know I mean like, kind of lads doing the the pub thing. 
Yeah. It's just the way he sets it up so perfectly. It's like uh, it's it's the exact image that you're always gonna see if you're like, oh, on the town kind of. But oh, the, the the way he sets it up, man, it's kind of there's not really punchlines with it. It's just ripping the shit out of these kind of guys. I don't know why. It just fucking sits so firmly in the back of my head. I fucking love it. It's see, a great bit. You think Flash like window. a great bit kind of um you can conjure the image in your head really well yeah yeah thank you very much that is the most effective thing i can imagine but when it when it's kind of like uh it don't really apply to my own stand-up to be honest because i'm i'm all like i'm all straight jokes right mm. uh but myself, I, I don't really do these like big story time kind of things but my favorite stand-ups are always the ones that do the big long thread Stories and like like clear vision comedy kind of stuff. Ah, oh, I love it. Like, uh, uh, I guess, I guess Richard Pryor had loads of them as well. I think Louis the best for it, for, for, for like painting a, a picture of a certain type of person or a certain See, play. So, think describe. I would say yeah? I know I love this guy, but I would say that's John Mulaney's talent as well. Like John Mulaney will just throw out like a word that instantly gives you an image of what this person is like i think he does that quite well as well them long form bits where he kind of like paints a, a picture and things like that um yeah that's a pretty that's pretty i mean louis is louis is classic isn't he oh yeah man, i'm glad it's kind of coming back a bit i know people have got the gripes about him be back on the scene after you know you kind of got a one kind of plant and all that shit but he yeah uh, i know I, I think his stuff's going to get better. So long as he's, he's kind of like stuck to these small scenes at the minute, you know, he has to like kind of do the... I, the I, I always prefer game, a special in a in a club. So, you know, when you get uh, stand-up specials that are filmed in like uh, the Comedy Cellar or something, or the fucking Laugh Factory or something like that. I, I think, uh, yeah, like an intimate set with a smaller audience. Always, I, I, I always enjoy it way more. Probably it's more relatable to what we're doing in the minute, but then like a big studio, not studio, stadium special. Yeah, it's like when I think so, um, when Kevin Hart did the, like, he did an arena, didn't he? He did like the Super Bowl arena or whatever he did. Like, that was such a, uh, like a wall between the performer and the audience. Whereas, I mean, even like Norm's most recent one, the Hitler's Dog special i mean that's him in like a small that's him in the laugh factory isn't it i think and it's just a right. small club and like you could just feel the energy it's like i like um i like watching on netflix things like the stand-ups you know like these shows where it's like up-and-coming comedians because of the atmosphere that the show did um and i, I like watching john yeah. john Mulaney and some of the bigger artists as well but i go back like even like Pete Davidson, like some of his stuff when he was starting out was really funny. Um, and I like watching this old school bit. Actually, I'd say one of Pete Davidson's bits are classic. When he talks about, hearing when he talks about uh, if a black guy comments on your sneakers. And he's like, if a black guy comments on your sneakers, I tell, he says he turns into like a little girl. And he's like, oh, thanks. But it's like, if a white guy comments on my sneakers, I fucking throw them out. <laughs> it's like a really good bit. <laughs> Like, yeah. It feels some funny stuff, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but definitely, man, that, that, the, the sound, you, you can't beat the, uh, the, the crowd. So I think there's a difference with it, you know, like, 
most of the time in like uh, clubs and stuff, there's kind of like people facing each other. Because it's a smaller room, you know, they're kind of encouraged to to laugh. Yeah, you know, build with the end. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, whereas like I said, they're all facing forward. You can only blend in if you're not laughing and you're not going to get picked out by, unless you're on the front row, and you're not going to get picked out by the guy. So it's not that same, I wouldn't say it's force, it's just more like encouraged uh, interaction with the whole thing. Well, three I, things. I, I, think, I think it seems like a eh? eh, like more genuine version of what I think stand-up is. When, when we start doing stand-up again, right, what three things are you most looking forward to? Like, if you was to, like, put, like, three just bullet points, um, what three... Like, let's get rid of, like, performing on the stage. What other aspects of stand-up are you looking forward to? Bombing, man. Bombing. It sounds sadistic, yeah. but I mean... No, uh, I'm with you completely. You know... I got Trimfest coming up, man. They're not actually doing it, though, are they? Yeah, they're doing it, man. I thought that was a joke. No, man, it's fucking serious. They, they, uh, they, they got along with it. <laughs> they, they, they had, uh, you probably saw it, they had old Buddy Boy on as a headliner. That was a joke. Yeah, but, I, I mean, just thought that fucking, Trip they, Fest won't go forward because they're not doing festivals this year. I'm, I'm set. They made it, well, it's a pretty elaborate joke, man. I mean, Steve's made like a, he's made like a Facebook page for him and shit. So oh, I, right. I can only show him. Well, I'm not in Hull uh, anymore, so I'm not going to obviously be doing it. But um, one gig that always stands out to me, right, that I bombed at, but I learned more from, is when we did that gig. Do you know where you nailed it? I think it was your first, the first gig where I saw you, like, really do well. It was Steve's night, actually. And I just... something pop. Yeah, that one always stands out to me. It's the night where I bombed, but on full new material. And that always, I always think back to that and go, I enjoyed that more than if I'd have just done rehearsed material because I, I enjoyed that feeling before the joke of going like, fuck, I wonder if this is going to work. And then, yeah, like a couple of them worked, but most of them didn't. But then you just learn that. Whereas I think, um, and I think that's, I, yeah, I agree. Bombing. Right. Another one. I'll tell you what, just real, about that one night, man, that fucking sun night. Mm. Right, they always they kind of clicked on me over a while after. I was like, the if if we'd have all done like all new material kind of thing, each and every one of us, yeah, a, a, a few of us did like a solid set, a few of us did like you know solid stuff with new bits thrown in. Mm. You did the all new stuff. I think when you kind of get, but yeah, there was like certain energy set where it was like, yeah, oh yeah, you know, that these guys are killing because it's proved stuff, and then obviously you know, so it's not like a new, I don't know. It, it it made sense the way it went, but yeah, the, I think Beth Aaron, fucking, it was. I've always had my that boy pulled the fucking yeah. I was putting all the new stuff. I ain't got the balls to do it yet. Yeah, uh, the, just uh, do it. yeah, you just gotta. Yeah, you, you and you. Everyone's gonna be new when we come out of this lockdown anyway, so you might as well try new stuff. So number two. Yeah. Well, but literally leads around silent. Fucking new stuff. Ah, him him writing and shit. And obviously, you don't know if any of it is good at all until you try it. Yeah. It's always a kid. Well, I mean, you might have a glint in the back of your head, but you don't know if it's actually going to work until you try it. I can't wait to try all this, this shit, you know, this potential <laughs> shit. But the idea yeah. that I could do it all, and all of its balls, is kind of exciting because, you know, you'll just... I'll, I'll have to write more new stuff. 
Well, it's, uh, the, it's the unknown, isn't yeah. it? It's sitting there with all this material going, I don't know. Like, at least you get... The thing is, is you get direction then. So if you go and it all don't work, go, right, well, that's shit. Clearly, I'm doing that wrong, so I need to move on to that. Where it's, It gives you a direction to actually face. Whereas if you're just writing and writing and writing and writing and writing, but never getting any feedback on it, you might be just pissing in the wind because you're writing stuff that's not working, but you've not kind of had that feedback to kind of stop you going down that path uh, before you get too far. So bombing, write, uh, try new stuff, third thing. Third and final one, man. Free drink. A free drink, yeah. See, I, I think for me, the third one would be when you've just performed and you come off the stage... That. Oh, that's my least favorite bit. Is it really? Makes me sick. Right before I go on, I'm right after I come off. Worst bit of sound to me. I fucking hate it. Well, yeah, go on. Why? Like, why don't you like... Why do you... Why do you... I, I, I just... I, uh, I acknowledge in the crowd. Oh, God. I, I, I don't... I don't like seeing him. You know, if there's like a back door on the stage kind of thing that you can like walk off to like a wing, I'd much rather do that. Well, even if it's like a good gig, you know, like walking back through the crowd after you've come off and then like uh, some old lady gives you a smile or some shit. It just makes me sick to my pit. I don't know what it is. I think it's shame uh, after I've <laughs> finished. Yeah, well, I think you, it, it, you, you know, do like, say some pretty shameful things. So I think it might be. <laughs> it's like when you come and that wave of shame comes over and you have to sit there in silence for a few minutes. <laughs> I, can, I, I don't know. Nonsense. For me, it's the opposite. For me, it's like cuddling in bed afterwards. Right, you've just done it. Same. Everyone's relieved. Like you're relieved. It's done. You come off. You get a drink from the bar. You sit in the back of the room. No one, I know, like they're all watching the show. So the next person's gone up, and you sit in the back of the room with a beer, and then you have that little moment with the other comedians where you know if you've done good or bad because people either go, "That was a really good set," or there'll be silence. That's you. You either get one or the other. If there's silence, you're like, "Okay, I didn't go well." Um, and then, and then that's that that moment where you just sat and you're just drinking a beer and you've done your job, essentially, and you're you're kind of going through your notes and seeing what works and what didn't. Like all that is what I I can't wait for that moment and hanging out with other comedians as well because god damn it, people are boring that don't do comedy. Like that's not having a because I've got loads of good friends that I get on really well with and that I I have a lot of time for, but there is a thing in comedians that I don't think other people have and I have to get that fix. Um, I guess you've got it because you're still kind of in the community a little bit, like spending time, but up here, like, I'm, I'm not talking to any other comedians. So it's like, oh, man, I miss that shit. Yeah, no, dude, that's great for me. You know, the whole, like, green room experience where you, like, sit around shooting the shit. And... Especially when you go to a green well, room. Do, do you know the comedians on a couch? That was always the best green room. Because it was me, you, Dave, uh, Andy, and Jed, and we were all just like taking the piss out of each other, like messing around. Khaled would be there as well, quite often, and we'd all just rip the shit out of each other. And then we'd go up on stage, and I was normally emceeing or Jed, whoever was emceeing would just be dicking around on the end. Like they're the best ones where you mates with all the other acts, so you're just dicking around. And if one of you yeah. bombs, it really doesn't matter. If one of you does well, it really doesn't matter because you're just having fun. Like ah, oh, miss that. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you're right about the knowing them kind of thing. If I'm making new stand-up and, like, I've kind of been told they're good, uh, I can't really get comfortable. I've got to try and impress them and shit. So I'm 
rather than like talking to him and having a genuine conversation, I'm like, shit, I, I gotta go up and uh, and do a good job for this one guy that I want to fucking <laughs> show that I can do all right. Yeah. Really, yeah. Right. Well, I'm gonna have a selfish way because I. Go on. I was just gonna start wrapping up because I know you've got to go to work now, haven't you? Yeah, the fucking up. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty close, so wrap it. But yeah, it was an interesting little chat. It was more of a window into stand up. Uh, it was it was nice that we deep dived on the kind of more serious topic, which we never do. You and I, we normally just talk about like I don't know fucking things. Which with Jed, I did a show with Jed, and all me and Jed talked about was fucking things. We googled Mother Teresa Young to see if she was hot, and and she she actually was quite hot when she was young. Um, she burned. She was. She was a she was a she was a piece, Dan. Um, so. <laughs> That has been Dan Colbeck. This is a serious conversation that I'm not used to having with Dan, but it's been absolutely lovely. Enjoy your spicy chicken wrap, whatever the fuck it was that you got. Enjoy your black coffee and enjoy your work. I'm going to go put some ice on my foot and raise it so that I can get rid of the gout because I'm going to be drinking whiskey this weekend. um, And I have to... Fuck yeah. Like... (laughs) That's how I know I'm getting old, is I've got gout. Right. That's the third one. That's the third one. I love you, Paul. You're a fan. Love you too, Dan. Good night. He's just... Good night. And Dan is gone. So I'm going to just wrap this up. It's just me and you now, listening. It's just my voice in your ear. How are you? You never stop to ask how you are. How are you? Let's see how you're doing. It's always about me. It's always about Dan. It's always about Jed. It's always about Dave. What about you? How are you? Okay, add us on social media at comedians on a couch or add at comedy underscore Connell. Uh, comedy on a couch on Twitter. Keep checking us out. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, and we're on iTunes now. So we're on the all three of those things. We do a mixture of things. We talk about a mixture of things. Obviously, today Dan and I talked a little bit more stand up people. We don't always do that. Sometimes we just talk random stuff. Um, we kind of talk relationships and life and things. And also. Feel free to put some topics in. I'm going to put out a little post now before I forget. But feel free to put topics in for the show because we do love to hear from the listener. We have listeners in Slovakia now. So all those Slovakians, get in touch. Right, guys. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I will love you and I will leave you. Bye-bye.